white bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop him black gang candy stripes. Look at him loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was graciously sung, arranged, and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. And we are so proud of this young Tennessee talent. Today we are setting the table with the annual Blue Ribbon Country Fair taking place today, Saturday, September 28th from 10 until 5 p.m. at the Great Smoky Mountains Heritage Center in Townsend, Tennessee. And today I visit with Iva Spoonwild of Wallen, Tennessee. She and her right-hand lady, Connie Keeble, cook traditional Appalachian foods over an open hearth in a log cabin as part of the Blue Ribbon Country Fair. On Fred Sossman's Potluck Radio segment, we'll head over to Pickett County, Tennessee and hear about an apple butter making at the Cordell Hall Birthplace State Historic Site. And Iva Spoon Wild will share her recipe for peach fried pies, which she has entered into the baking contest this year at the Blue Ribbon Country Fair. Thank you so much for your good company here today at our Tennessee table. I really appreciate you tuning in. Now let's go over to Wallen, Tennessee. That is right at the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and have a visit with Iva Spoon Wild at her kitchen table in her home. After a few hours at Iva's home, I learned that Iva is one of those people who can do just about anything. From chair caning, food preservation, woodworking, painting pictures, growing a garden, basket making, canning, and cooking delicious foods. Why, she's even made a braided rug that sits on her porch and a beautiful grandfather clock. It seems to me that she can do it all. Now, she will not attest to being able to do it all, and she is not a person who relishes compliments. She's just too busy at getting to her business to be acting proud. Iva grew up in Jefferson County in Tennessee on a farm where they milked their own cow, made their own butter and biscuits, and had very little reason to go to the store to buy groceries with exception of just the very basic staples. She learned a great deal of how to prepare foods from her grandmother, and she still has the paddle that belonged to her great aunt that was used to stir apple butter and to wash clothes. At the age of six, Iva could dress a chicken and make biscuits. 
as part of the annual Great Smoky Mountains Heritage Center Blue Ribbon Country Fair, Iva and her right-hand helper, Connie Keeble, are the two ladies who are going to be cooking over the hearth in a log cabin during the Blue Ribbon Country Fair. They will be serving cornbread, hominy, and sassafras tea. And this will be taking place today, Saturday, September the 28th, from 10 until 5 p.m. We're going to join Iva right now and hear about how she and Connie became involved with the culinary aspect of the Heritage Center and some background on why cornbread is such an important part of the history of this region and how Iva makes her cornbread on the open hearth. Well, it looks like you know how to can some green beans from the look of oh, your yes, pantry. Yes, I did that uh, all growing up. I mean, I learned all this, you know, uh, as a young a young girl. I'll tell you, my grandmother lived with us, and um, she taught me to clean a chicken. I couldn't kill it. I couldn't wring the head off. My mother could. She could just wring it and snap it, you know. But I couldn't do that. But she taught me to... Uh, scald that chicken and and take the feathers off and dress a chicken and she was so proud of me because I was six years old and I could do that and I could make biscuits at that uh, age too she'd just let me do about anything I wanted to do and of course I, <laughs> I tried to make cakes and all that she made the best cinnamon rolls ever mm. Uh, and I've never been able to perfect those like she did. And at six years old, you could... Dress a chicken. Mercy. Well, I'd say you're the woman to talk about food. <laughs> I, I would say that you are very capable. Yeah. How is it that y'all got to be the ones on the culinary activities at the center? Uh we started working at the when they were before they opened the center, mm-hmm. and we've been up there for uh, what fifteen years. Mercy! And we do the, work the gift shop every Tuesday. Okay. But we do special events, mm-hmm. and uh, when they first opened, uh, they had this lady come out, Gaynell Waters. Uh, she came out and showed us how to make bread on the hearth, make butter, soap, and so I just started. I do the cooking. Connie kind of serves and stuff, but I, I do the, the cooking. But when we first started having our uh, school groups come in, we did bake bread for them. That was one of the activities. But then that's ceased here in later years. <laughs> but we, we made a lot of cornbread. I bet you um, did. Yeah. And then uh, when we have our holiday happenings, I make fudge. Oh, uh, I bet that's delicious. With black walnuts, and it is really good. Tell me how you get the black walnuts. Just, well, John Keeble, Connie's husband, he gathers the walnuts, you know, and takes the hulls off, gets the hulls off and everything, and he'll usually crack them out for us and get the the kernels out. That's a good man, because that's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I used to do that, but, I, but I've not done, I, I've quit that. Uh, but, uh, but the cornbread, we'll do cornbread and hominy, um, sassafras tea. We usually do pinto beans, but we're not going to do that this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, the corn was the staple, main staple for the pioneers. Mm-hmm. Um, they could probably eats some type of corn three times a day, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had the cornbread, of course, 
and then uh, maybe for breakfast, I'll ask the kids, I'll say, now, what would you eat from breakfast that's made from corn? And they'll say, cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, grits, you know. For the cornmeal, now, when they uh, moved into a new area, you know, they might be the only family there. Uh, so there wouldn't be a meal. They would, they'd have a gritter, they called it. Uh, kind of looks like a grater that we'd have. But that's the matured corn. It'll be hard. So that's how they would grate that corn on the gritter, you know. And it would take a long time to grate enough cornmeal to make uh, bread. Boy, but as uh, families moved in, and most of the time when they moved to an area, they would move to a source of water, mm-hmm. a creek or spring or something. So... Uh, they would build a small tub mill. It doesn't take a high velocity of water to operate one of those. So for just a few families, that would supply, you know, enough meal for them. But as the uh, communities grew, then they built the big mills, like uh, at Cades Cove or up at Old Mill and in, in uh, Pigeon Forge. Yes. Mm-hmm. The larger mills, and of course, that supplied the whole community. Mm-hmm. But we still get our meal up at Old Mill. In uh, Pigeon Forge, uh, they're very gracious to give that to us during the for the Blue Ribbon Country Fair. Uh, but I use um, unbolted white meal, and that means it hadn't been sifted and it has no additives. When you sift, you'll get part of the husk, mm-hmm. so you'll save just a little bit of that and throw back in the bread you're making, and it'll give you a little crunch, which is real good. And then uh, I said it had no additives, so you've got to add baking powder and soda. Mm-hmm. salt mm-hmm. and of course I make mine with buttermilk a couple of eggs uh, a stick of melted butter which you've got to have <laughs> and um, then we cook it on the uh, open hearth now back in the old days you would have a rip-roaring fire you know in the fireplace but we can't have that in the summertime it would be too hot so we use uh, charcoal and that gives us quick heat mm-hmm. and uh, we bake it in a Dutch oven and that's Let's see, I won't say that it has little feet on it, but little pegs on the bottom, uh-huh. and that means that you can put coals underneath. It raises it up enough off of the hearth that you can put the coals underneath, and it has a concave lid uh, and a little rim around it, and so you put coals on top. Uh-huh. So it cooks it from the top and the bottom, just like your stove does at home. And in about 25 minutes, I will take it off the coals on the bottom and then uh, just leave the ones on top. And it takes about 45 minutes for it to bake. It bakes pretty quick, but it has to brown, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you're, like I say, 25 minutes, I'll take the coals out of the bottom because it will burn, you oh. know. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you know that about 20, 25 minutes, it's done, you know, browned on the bottom. And then it, then it has to brown on top. Doesn't it taste better done like that than out of the regular oven? Listen, the people that come through there think that's the best <laughs> cornbread they ever ate, you know. And the beans, they think it's wonderful. But no beans this year. And you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. We're visiting with Iva Spoonwild of Wallen, Tennessee. And she'll be cooking on the open hearth along with her friend Connie Keeble at the Blue Ribbon Country Fair at the Great Smoky Mountains Heritage Center in Townsend, Tennessee. And this will be taking place today, Saturday, September the 28th, from 10 until 5 p.m. 
Every year at the annual Blue Ribbon Country Fair, they have contests and prizes in categories of baking, canning, traditional arts, horticulture, and such. And when you attend the fair, you'll see all these categories and the winners and the runners-up all on display. This year, Iva has entered her fried peach pies. And let's hear from her about that recipe right now. I'll dry apples uh, sometimes because mm -hmm. just enough to make a stack cake. Uh, when was my, my stack cake was the grand prize one year at the fair, but I don't do those often. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Well, yeah, when you dry the apples and all that, you know. How many dried apples to make a stack cake? Just guess at it, maybe a quart. Mm -hmm. That'll make a lot, though. Mm -hmm. I doubt it would take that many. Uh, I'm going to do fried pies this year in, for the fire. They're not going to be apple. They're going to be peach. Mm -hmm. And I uh, can this little concoction of peaches. Uh, you don't peel the peaches, and you have just your peaches, sugar, and vinegar. It takes forever to do it. It takes hours to boil them, and it boils down real thick. Huh. And that's what I'm going to make my, that's what I make my fried pies with. Here's my dried peaches recipe. Two gallons of peaches. Don't peel cup of apple cider vinegar and seven cups of sugar and you cook that till it's um, until the juice is gone and fruit turns brown and you just put it in hot sterilized jars and you seal it tell me about your crust for your fried pies my crust is a half cup of sour milk and that's buttermilk and add a tablespoon of lemon juice to the milk and stir one and a half tablespoon see it doesn't take a lot of shortening for that and a half teaspoon of soda, fourth of a teaspoon of salt, one and a half cup of all-purpose flour. Divide it into about saucer size into pieces, and I do ten, try to do ten. And then add your peaches, two tablespoons on one side of the circle, and you wet the edges and fold it, pinch the edges together with a fork, and then fry it until they're golden brown. <laughs> In a cast iron skillet? No, I used to do it in my electric skillet. <laughs> what kind of shortening do you use again? I just use Crisco, mm -hmm. butter flavor. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. butter flavor. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we have been visiting with Iva Spoon Wild of Wallen, Tennessee, who, along with Connie Keeble, cook traditional Appalachian foods over the open hearth in a log cabin at the Great Smoky Mountains Heritage Center during the Blue Ribbon Country Fair every year. And they also work in the gift shop. You can find them serving cornbread, hominy, and sassafras tea today from 10 until 5 p.m. at the Blue Ribbon Country Fair. In addition to the culinary activities at the fair, there's also a wide variety of farming and fun activities, including historic games and contests, livestock displays, live music, and more. Special exhibits include the Townsend Artisan Guild's Art Project Tent for both children and adults, and the popular Farmer in the Cove interactive exhibit for young visitors. And also next Saturday, there'll be music, storytelling, and events such as the Catch the Greased Pig Contest at 11.15, followed by the Hog Calling Contest, and then livestock demonstrations. At 1.45, there will be the Rooster Crowing and Crow Like a Rooster Contest in the Big Barn. And at 3 p.m., there will be the Lodge Ladies Skillet Throw in the front field. And at 4 o'clock, the Watermelon Seed Spitting Contest in the Amphitheater. There's a modest admission price of $5, and 
There is no admission price for members of the Heritage Center. All part of the Blue Ribbon Country Fair today, Saturday, September 28th, at the Great Smoky Mountains Heritage Center in Townsend, Tennessee. And just a note, the Great Smoky Mountain Heritage Center does not advertise on this show, but I just like to talk about old-fashioned, good, wholesome stuff like this. Links to this event and all of my guests and the download for the podcast of this show always at TennesseeFarmTable.com. After a word from our sponsor, Century Harvest Farm of Greenback, Tennessee, is Fred Sossman's potluck radio segment about apple butter making at the Cordell Hall Birthplace State Historic Site in Pickett County, Tennessee. The Cordell Hall Birthplace and Museum is a 55-acre historic park located on the Highland Rim that's near Birdstown, Tennessee, north of Cookville and close to the Kentucky border. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. Details at centuryharvest.org. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. We spent a recent late summer Saturday walking in the footsteps of a Nobel Prize winner, the late Cordell Hull, who served as President Franklin D. Roosevelt's Secretary of State from 1933 to 1944. Hull grew up near Birdstown, Tennessee. Marcian O'Day is park ranger at the Cordell Hull Birthplace State Historic Park. The family lived here for a number of years as sharecroppers when Cordell Hall was young. So he was born here in 1871. They farmed about seven acres in this immediate surrounding area. The Hulls grew Arkansas black apples on the property, and the day of our visit, park staff members were making apple butter. My best recipes have been where I've combined apples with different qualities where together they have a more complex flavor. I really like pippin apples. Steve Smith is East Tennessee Regional Interpretive Specialist for the State Park System. Well, you start with, of course, fresh apples. You peel them, you quarter them up, and then cut them up into smaller pieces. You add them to the copper pot with a little bit of water or a little bit of apple cider if you have it, and you start the cooking process. You cook them for about an hour and a half, and then you start adding your sweetener, whether it be sugar, molasses, sorghum, honey, whatever you want to use as a sweetener, and your spices. In this batch, I used nutmeg, allspice, cinnamon, and cloves. O'Day and Smith say German immigrants brought apple butter to America. It was a way to preserve the apples that they grew in their orchards, their, their family orchards. Of course, they did a lot of them fresh. Uh, they would dry apples, but they could also take the apples and make the apple butter and then can it, and it would be good all year long. For Potluck Radio in Pickett County, Tennessee, I'm Fred Saussman. This is Sheila Pennycuff, the woman behind the seed library at the Blount County Public Library, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. 
Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee, for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.